Well, hey, friends, and welcome to The Messy Table, an ordinary space for meaningful conversations. Because right in the middle of this wild and wonderful and often complicated life, it's sometimes nice to slow down long enough to remember that God is at work in our mess. So if we haven't yet had the chance to meet, my name is Jen Jewell, and I do consider it such a joy to host this faith-fueled conversation-style podcast, which unleashes a new episode and a fresh perspective into your earbuds, your speakers, every other Tuesday. And as a lifelong includer myself, I also enjoy having different co-hosts join me from time to time, today being one of my good friends who took her turn in the hot seat way back on episode two, who runs a market gardening farm hub business, like basically she plays in the dirt for a living, the Cat Robinson. Y'all, we are partnered with the women of our church, Life Church, and we just love locking arms with all kinds of genuinely brave women from all over, from all walks of life, who are willing to share a piece of their story. So guys, we do not have all the answers, but we are following the one who does. Well, there's a popular story from a famous book about a bunch of seeds, but it's interesting. Though the seeds are certainly a big part of the story, the narrative itself is about the soil. So a farmer went out to plant some seeds, and as he went, some fell on a path, some on rocky ground, some in the middle of thorns, and some on good fertile soil. It's documented in Matthew 13, where Jesus takes a minute to explain this parable, which y'all, he didn't always do. And that probably means we should pay close attention. He said, now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. Now the seed on rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruits produced. But the seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even a hundred times as much as had been planted. Y'all, our guest today at the messy table understands that it matters where seeds are planted. Kristen Campbell is a wife and mama and former hairstylist turned fitness and wellness junkie who's compelled to help women live well and know God. She's creative, she's articulate, she's inspiring, and I think she's going to give us a lot to consider. So grab your coffee, pull up a chair, and join us at The Messy Table. All right, so today I have two of my gorgeous, a little crunchy, super creative boss babe mamas (laughs) with me today. (laughs) So Kat was really brave. She was back on episode two, like when I had no idea what I was doing. And she's my co-host. <laughs> there was no pressure then. So it was fine. <laughs> That's true. Like <laughs> really two easy. people listening. My yeah, mom and you. Our moms <laughs> thought it was great. <laughs> That's all that mattered. And then we also have Kristen Campbell in the house. So, so welcome girls. This is so fun. Together. Again. Together. It's funny because I really do feel like you guys are so similar. Like you both <laughs> help lead worship at Life Church. You're both super creative. You both always have fun hair. <laughs> I think you're the same Enneagrams. We yeah, are. We are. <laughs> we are. Don't you say 7.5? Isn't that what Seven you? and a half. Yep. <laughs> That's seven what and a half. Kind too. of seven, kind of eight. Yep. That's funny. Okay, well, let's get into it. Tell us who your people are. Tell us what you're spicy about. Tell us about Kristen. I love it. Well, I am. I'm an Enneagram eight wing seven. So you're either going to get like all in black, Kristen, or like unicorn, Kristen. <laughs> like there's really no in between. I love like, it. It's one or the other. Which actually and right now her hair is kind of like I, a silvery white mixed with a darkish blackish I've got purple. Like as Elsa vibes yeah. going on a little bit. My point is it's, it's very appropriate. It's very appropriate. It's, it's very, very vanilla right now. It's very kind eight of hair. Like, yeah, it's very eight right now. <laughs> it's been every color. So uh, yeah, so I am, I'm a very introverted eight though. Mm-hmm. So when people, I tell people I'm an introvert, they're like, what? And I'm like, I'm just a really loud introvert. How's that? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like really loud, I like but that. I love, you wouldn't 
think that you are. You're no. very personable. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people are really surprised when I tell them introvert because I really do love people. I'm in the people business for my job and for ministry and for, mm. you know, uh, everything that we do. But I love being by myself. Yeah. So my, I am like a sub type five. <laughs> so like mm-hmm. it comes in pretty hot sometimes. I'm like, see y'all in two days. got my book. I'm going to. So after go. this, you're just going to go like crash. Right. Probably. Yeah. Like after church on Sundays, I'm like, see y'all Tuesday. I'm done. <laughs> like I take all day Monday to recover. Well, Kat and I have talked about the, man, I don't know if it's like kids or season of life, but I think I used to be more extroverted. Now mm. I'm like, give me the alone time. Yeah. yeah. Can you use all your extrovert up? <laughs> and then, and then we like, get to this season like of life. Amount, like when we're sand, like surrounded by kids out. and we're well, like, I'm done though. And maybe I'm whenever done. we get like, you know, our kids are older and kind of out of the house, maybe we'll all be crazy extroverts maybe, at that point. Maybe. Like we're all kind of like be begging them line. for attention. Because that's what Derek says. He's like, but babe, you're not really ever alone. So then when you are alone, it makes sense that you yeah. want to stay that way. Yeah. It's true. It's going to be this battery. So yeah, I do. I love being alone. Actually, plan once a weekend or once a weekend, one weekend, like a month or a quarter or whatever to just get away. Like I just put it on the calendar. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to go stay at family's house for the week. My, my mother-in-law lives here in town. So I'll come out here and I just hide away in one of her rooms That's for, awesome. for nice. 24 hour, like silent sabbatical. And it's amazing. Is Scott an extrovert? Like 5,000 times. Yeah. So he's, <laughs> so he's, he's like, he you want to hang out? You want to hang out? You want to hang out? Like, and he's so <laughs> extroverted. But what's funny is when we're in like a crowd of people, it's usually me carrying the conversation. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he's just soaking up all the energy I'm drawn out of these people. So he's <laughs> <laughs> not tired. Right? He's not tired at all. Well, so, yeah. It is kind of a myth to think that like the most outgoing person mm-hmm. is the most extroverted. And that's yeah. not always the case. Yeah. Like they might love people, but then like you said, it's how do the they recharge? The ability to do it well doesn't mean that, that is yeah, where you get hurt. I think yeah. that too, people see like being in the fitness industry and being in the, um, like as a stylist, hairstylist and ministry, you're in the people industry. And so like, that's what they see. They don't see me when I, you know, roll out of bed at mm-hmm. 10 o'clock on a Saturday morning and they don't see that side right. of us because we don't show them that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Got that recharge time. So yeah, I am also, like I mentioned, a hairdresser of almost, I guess a little over 15 years now. And I don't work behind the chair anymore, but Jen's like, I'm still bitter <laughs> for when you left I me. Know, I loved, I loved. So she used to do my hair. I mean, she was my friend and then she did my hair and then she moved, you know, I mean, like an and hour just, away. Just so it's drop. not forever, but I'm still mad. <laughs> so <laughs> it's fine. Just, you know, just put it out still there. It's all on this messy table right here. I can't promise I you it. that I will, you know, edit this well because like payback. Whoops, I didn't mean to leave that in there. <laughs> so um, sad. So yeah, I did that for, I guess, about 12 years before I started transitioning. I felt like God was really calling me after my third baby uh, to stay home or to transition in a new season. Looking back at it, it wasn't necessarily like stay home. It was pause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I did. I said yes to that, even though it was really hard for me because I had worked 12 years to that point to just kind of create you know, work by design. I was able to have my kids and then also work a couple days a week doing what I love. Work by design. Work by design. It's perfect. And I loved it, but I got to the point, I remember explaining this to you whenever that season was happening, Jen, that it felt like the grace for the season was gone. And I explained Mm -hmm. it like the cartilage in the knee is gone. So Mm -hmm. it felt like, I don't know why, but this doesn't feel right anymore. And so I did, I made that decision to leave and it was a really, really hard decision for me. Well, and it's cool to look back because at yeah. the time you were making a pretty good income stream. Oh, and gosh, so yeah. for yeah. you to go, it doesn't even make sense. Like, I just really feel like I need I'm, to be home. Yeah. And was it even I'm supposed to be home or kind of more like I'm supposed to step away? I think it was just step away. Kind of both. You know, but because I didn't know where I was stepping away to, mm-hmm. like it was just home for now. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think that was all kind of around the time that, you know, Scott was going into vocational ministry. And so it made sense for us to kind of shift. But it was it was a really hard decision to make um, as I love to work. Like I've always said, like, I love being a mom and I love doing hair. And like, first and foremost, I'm Kristen, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, so I'm Kristen, the mom and the hairdresser. Like, I don't ever feel like I was called to be like a full time stay at home mom. Because I love my kids, but I love them enough not to stay with them all day. <laughs> but no, I really yep. do love to work. And I had gotten to the season of life or a season in my career, I guess, where I literally got to pick exactly who I wanted to sit in my chair. I'm like, you know how awesome that feels, right? Like you get to choose who you do work with. And- so I was one of those people until I wasn't. <laughs> So you got dumb. Can you yeah. cue like the little violins right here? Can you edit right. that in? Yeah. Right. 
<laughs> very so, sad. Anyways, yes, I did. I stepped away. I had no idea at the time. You know, my husband, uh, we've been married for almost 16 years now. Yay. And at the time, I had no idea what was ahead of us. Mm-hmm. And I think we needed that season of transition and for God to prove his faithfulness to me in that because I was going to need it so much more later down the road. Mm-hmm. And so anyways hairdresser transition to the fitness and wellness industry. Yeah. Through that time, I started just working out at home because one of the things that I had to give up when I gave up my job was my gym membership. Mm-hmm. And so I just started working out at home and then like my friends would come over and work out with me. And then like, I was like, I'm going to get certified to teach this. Like, it, this is kind of fun. I like it. So I started teaching little boot camps out of my, literally in like a little dingy park in my neighborhood. Right. And like, I had like 15 women show up. I think the first up. time we hung out was before you were actually <laughs> doing the boot camps, but you were like, hey, you want to meet at the park and work out? And I was like, you're like, I was thinking uh, like go for coffee. Weird hookup, bro. Yeah. Like maybe not, but since you're so adorable and fun, I'll do that. Literally, I think we met on a Sunday like at church. Yes. And then like, I think maybe I text you or we text each other. And then I was like, hey, just so you know, I work out on Monday mornings. I just go, you know, we have a park right by our house. It's like five kind or of six middle. in the morning. Yeah. And I was like, it's at this time. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And at sure. the time, my kids were like maybe <laughs> one and three, three or four. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. So you're like, I got to get it in before they get up. So correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> but in my memory, the first time that I met you, cause you were singing, mm-hmm. uh, you're helping lead worship at Life Church. And I feel like this is something you guys might have in common. Were you like wearing a white skirt or something that you had to change out of yes. because it was see-through? So and <laughs> and Kat, okay. you've had this issue Here's, before. It's like the backlight. You they cannot turn test. the backlights on. You can't. In rehearsal. That's right. And they are like the <laughs> biggest, hottest LED lights that even make. It's like even I was at home with a flashlight trying to shine a, yes. a light between my oh, skirt. Oh, I wish we had a video of you doing that. You never. cannot prep for that. <laughs> never. Like I have never to this day. That's the only time. I've ever worn a skirt on stage. And I remember thinking, I'm going to wear like these like slider shorts underneath of it. Cause you know, it came down like almost to my knees. And I just wore like these like almost like softball looking shorts under them just in case, you know? Well, I didn't slide anything enough (laughs) to prepare me for what was about to happen. I had no idea. Um, A lot of times I would always ask the girls who were setting the room, like, Hey, does everything look okay? Like is anything showing that shouldn't be showing? And um, they're like, no, no, it's good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> well, they didn't have the lights that exposed <laughs> they us. Didn't so, have them. So that was, was that was like our first, my yeah, first yeah. impression. I think I already had jeans on. So to this day, I still only wear pants That's in church, right. and I always keep an extra pair of clothes in the band room. Because <laughs> uh, see, I, I don't have the extra clothes. I That's do. smart. I, I just do. have never worn a skirt again. So ever. lesson like, learned. Maybe ever in fine. life. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm going to you forever. Yep. Okay. So health and fitness, you were transitioning <laughs> yes. into that. Yes. Yeah. So it was, it was through that space of where I just felt like so deeply like God saying, I want you to take a step back or step away. But I had no idea where I was stepping into. Mm-hmm. And but you already had these hard. passions but for was, health yeah, and fitness. Obviously. I mean, like it was, it was already a part of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, you know, this is something I did for fun. Mm-hmm. Like I work out, I'd like to get up for my kids go to school. Like I like the way I feel and all of that. And it was like my own sane time during the day. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of grew. I feel like it was like one of those little passion fires that was just always there. Even if I didn't know especially at the time, why? I was just there. And it seemed to attract people to me. Like literally, there was one night I was doing just like a video workout at home. (laughs) And I had like six girls in my, that was kind of the night where I was like, oh, I should like do this. (laughs) And he was like, they'll come to me. So they'll come to me, you know? So then I, this is actually working. Like I should do this. Yeah. (laughs) Which is exactly how I came into doing hair was Mm. like, people started paying me to do their hair for prom and stuff in high school. (laughs) I was Mm -hmm. like, I should do this. Like, anyways, Looking back, I can now see how that fire was fueled in that season that I don't think it would have been had I stayed focused on my current or, you know, my at the time current career. And so it was kind of in that that middle space, like that Saturday, right? Like, I don't know, this feels really hard. I don't know what I'm doing, what's happening. And then as God brought me through that next season of life, it's been so so incredible to see not only that fire in me grow, um, but to see how it has now influenced so many around me and that I can lead it all back to that one little shaking at the knees. Yes. Mm. You know, and it's such a cool, like, it's just a testament to the faithfulness of God that no matter what he's calling us to, even if it's blindly, like, cause to me, it was truly blindly. Like I had mm. no idea. Mm-hmm that he's always going to be faithful. And he took something that I already um, was a passion of mine Mm -hmm. and allowed that to 
become not just my profession, but like my purpose and my ministry. Yeah. And he made it big and fun. And he made it big and fun. Because he knows so fun. And it's fun to hear the backstory because I think most people who would be introduced to you right now yeah. would think, man, she's like a pro. Right. And I'm not. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, we're, we're like, like maybe five years in, like, which is crazy because mm. I run around with people who are, this is what they've done their entire life. Mm. And I'm so thankful that I get to be mentored so closely mm-hmm. with these people. I'm so severely underqualified to have been able to teach on stages and to speak on health and fitness and wellness, especially from a Christ-centered perspective. Um, even being here, like I'm severely unqualified. But I feel severely underqualified. <laughs> so do we ever grow out of that? Like, do we graduate? No, I don't know. Because I just feel like there's so much more I need to know and learn and experience. But I do believe God has given me people and women and uh, mentors in my life that have helped fast forward that process. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so. kind of like you, Kat. I mean, man, you started a little tiny garden and now you have a full know, grown awesome. business with people that you've hired and completely all kinds of orders every and week. Now we're going to do some stuff together, which is so yes. cool. I mean, so we're all about the same stuff. We're just <laughs> we hitting are. it from different angles. <laughs> we are. Same we thing. Are. Same person. Let's go. What I'm are you going to do together? Those poor people tell are going to be run tell, down tell the people. by our energy. <laughs> <laughs> when Katna had a call, this is just a side note. When <laughs> we had our Zoom call to talk about this event that we're going to be doing, she's like, what's the password? I'm like, chickens. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a standard Zoom call password, I'm sure. <laughs> Look, we can't be having like weirdos come in our Zoom call. So we had to put a password on Except it. Except now they hear it. Now they know it. So, so all the weirdos. Chickens, sorry. <laughs> they want to be in that Zoom call. How about it? <laughs> Yes. So yeah, we're going to get together and do a little bit of yoga, a little bit of just talking about just overall wellness, not just fitness for so long up until this recent year, I have been more focused on just the physical fitness and the benefits of it and how it's played a part in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. As I get older, like I'm knocking 40 at this point, I'm like, I don't want to feel older than I am. You know what I mean? Because I know that like stuff will start to change just with time, but Mm -hmm. I get to be in spaces where people are in their 70s and 80s and they're so much more vibrant and healthy because they take care of their physical body. And so I'm getting to see that um, from a young age up to what the benefits are mm-hmm. ahead of me. So mm-hmm. it's like, if I can start now. And that's encouraging because there are some days you wake up and you have more wrinkles <laughs> right. and more, my face yeah. something just doesn't look right. And it's yeah. like, man, this is taking me more effort to get ready, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. You're like, oh boy. Yes. Yeah. So anyways, just going to um, bring people together and just share the benefits of kind of the inside out wellness. And we're even going to bring in a little bit of our faith so aspect fitness, faith, too. food, basically. Fitness, faith, mm-hmm. food. Yep. That's pretty much how I roll is like fitness, food, and faith. Maybe a little bit of fashion. <laughs> oh, there you I go. I mean, the hairdresser in me will never die, but I do love hair and makeup. The four and, Fs. And fun that yoga pants. kind of <laughs> odd, but... It, you know. Right? The four Fs. Yeah, yeah I don't think we should go with that as a title. t-shirts. <laughs> four Fs. Don't. Fitness, faith, food on the farm. That's true. And fashion. And fashion. So there's five. Oh, we won't talk about the fashion. The five Fs. You'll get zero fashion at our <laughs> time. So health, wealth, not wealth. Wealth. <laughs> health, fitness. You also have like a husband and kids. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, a whole lot of them. So I have, well, not a lot of husbands, just one husband. Okay. <laughs> uh, Thank you yes. for clarifying. My, right, thanks for, we're not that kind of podcast. <laughs> um, my husband, yes, we have been married for almost 16 years. We got married when we were 20. So babies. Um, I feel like there we were babies. We had no idea what we were doing, but he was my first real boyfriend. And I always said, like, I'm not going to get married. I'm just going to like travel the world and dot babies. Like I knew mm. that that's what I was going to do. Like, and then we met literally like the end of my senior year in high school mm. and we didn't even That's go to the cute. same school. And so it's kind of a cool thing. And then uh, we actually didn't start dating for a little while after that. So we got married. We were the first of all of our friends to do all the things. So we got married. We had babies first and we had our babies. I told him, I was like, all right, we started young. We're getting them done young. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't want to be like having babies in my 20s and like my 30s. In the diaper so. stage forever. Right. I know my littlest is seven and I'm like, Thank you, Jesus, that they can stay home by themselves for a minute while I go to the Walmart. It's a beautiful thing. I feel like we've hit a new phase of freedom, which and some of my friends who waited till later to have kids, I'm like, deuces, I'll babysit for you if you need to. (laughs) You might clarify, you have a 12-year-old as well. So it's not just a (laughs) seven-year-old at home by himself. (laughs) Yes, I do. I have a 12-year-old. Her name is Aniston and she is 12 going on like 25. Mm -hmm. And her and Hallie were little besties when they were like, what, three, four, kind of that 
three before to six. Before you left me. Before it's fine. Should wow. we trigger, we're triggering I should a little. Learn you. She hangs on to stuff. I'm real sorry. For a minute there, we had a little to not dye her hair. And she straight up almost broke up with me when I did this. So, I mean, this, she's going to be mad for a while. It's true. Okay, okay, that's right. I will come do your hair anytime you want, Jen. Just call me down. I'll you do know, it. Don't, don't test me. I'm I will just going to live out these natural highlights until they fade. I like until they turn into real natural highlights. When they go to real natural highlights, Great. Like put some oh, more highlights. <laughs> I was just like, what? what you, oh, wait, what? What are you saying? <laughs> you know. So uh, anyway, so I have Aniston, who's 12. Kane is my middle one. He is nine. And then Zion is about to be seven in a couple weeks. So very, very busy household. They're all kind of getting into sports and doing mm. all that stuff. And so I feel like the mom part of the mom life is really starting to hit. Cause I'm like running, yeah. I literally like drop one off at track, one off at dance. And then like my husband will call me like, where's this one? I'm like, I don't know. I know. Like, we have volleyball and basketball and baseball. And right. I'm like, what in the world? Well, and we happened? have a dog and we have a cat Yeah, and we got a duck. <laughs> Would you like to have our duck? Oh, not really. Okay. No, it's real cute, but <laughs> I'm sure it is. We have zero pets. Oh, Everything man. serves some well, function or I probably won't feed it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't feed it. So anyways, yeah, it is. Jen, you said this a long time ago and it's always stuck with me. And it's so true. Like we have two speeds at our house, run and nap time. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like that's us. It's like run and bedtime. And so I actually really enjoy this season of life where I can sit my kids down and have a conversation yeah. with them mm-hmm. instead of like just trying to guess like, what do you want? I like, know. I told I someone just, the other day because Hallie was a pretty strong-willed toddler that I yeah. would still like middle school right now that we're in right now, I would still prefer like middle school Hallie versus yeah. toddler Hallie because yeah. you can talk things through mm-hmm. and you can explain things yeah. instead of just, you know. Just trying to, the guessing game. Tiny terrorists. Yeah. So yeah. anyways, yeah, it's fun. It's it's a really fun age. I really like where we're at in parenthood right now. All right. So obviously the this is the messy table. So we want to dig a little bit deeper. So tell us something about a season of life, a situation, just when things have gotten a little bit messy, uh, but you know, God's still been there. Yeah. I think it's always easier to look back and see the messy parts where God was there than, Mm -hmm. than to realize like, yes, I'm in a messy. And I think a lot of us right now can feel like we're kind of in a messy season just Mm -hmm. as a, as humanity. Society. (laughs) Yeah. So, but it's hard to see sometimes the fingerprints of God in that season, but I can definitely look back on several seasons of my life. Um, One of the more recent ones would be whenever I left you. (laughs) Whenever we transitioned, um, we were here at church. Uh, My husband was on staff and I was very involved. I, you know, helped with the worship team and I was really involved with my life group was like my heartbeat. We had the coolest life group, you guys. Mm. And the staff wives, we were all like really, really tight. And so it was just really, really rich community. I had my yoga studio and then it was just like one day it just went pluck. And then within about six weeks time, literally like my whole world flipped upside down from day one to like week six. My husband had taken another job at a church in another town. We had like moved out of our house. We had found out we were pregnant and then found out we lost it. Mm, like in, in this, this very small chunk of like mm. such a small chunk of time. And that was definitely a messy season in my life. And I feel like I remember that all happened the first part of the year. And around December, I start asking God for, you know, wh- where are we going next year? What's the word that you have for me? And I remember like I got chills whenever he gave me my word for that year, for the f- year to come was abide. Mm-hmm. And that was before any of that had happened. And I remember just clinging. I think every single day I read the 23rd Psalm and I read John, is it John 14 or 15, where it talks about the branches of the tree and the mm-hmm. vine mm-hmm. and to remain in him. And I've read over that over and over probably almost every day, more than I read anything else in that season, because that first, I would say, really year was really hard. Um, we moved to a very small town and we love our town. Like I've never lived in small town, especially as an adult. Like as a kid, we kind of moved around to different towns, but it is amazing Hmm. when you're in. Hmm. (laughs) When you're like a unicorn and you just like are transplanted, if you're like a shiny new thing, like, okay, what's happening here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What are you doing here? And so, and of course the church that we became a part of uh, was a new church. And so it was just kind of all like new, Mm -hmm. but we still struggled to fit in outside of the church. It was like, people just were like, oh, those are the church people. Like Mm -hmm. we really, really struggled to find 
a place to fit there mm-hmm. amongst the grief, like especially me. I mean, my husband was obviously mourning the loss of, you know, a pregnancy and things like that. I never want to discount the father's mourning yeah. in that as well. But for me, the uprooting was much, much harder yeah. um, than it was on him because I feel like I left so much more. Mm-hmm. You know, I had my business and my mm-hmm. career and like all these things you that I love. Yeah. Uh, we pulled up some roots. So it took us some time to find our way through that. But I can really see how in that season, it really was planting seeds. Like it really was mm-hmm. because we've been there, I guess about four years now. And I can see the blooms of the relationships. Like I feel like some of the relationships I have there are, if not as even better, um, just a richness that I prayed for when I went there. Cause I had some really good, like really solid relationships here, but it's hard keeping that yeah. when you're not seeing each other, you're not doing life together. You still love each other. You still love but... each other. And you can pick up the phone and call mm-hmm. anytime and like, Hey, what's God teaching you and all that. But like, you're not in each other's lives every day and like are regularly. And I can now see that three or four years down the road and just how he's used what we had in hand to grow that community in different ways, specifically health and wellness, and even in the faith community. So, okay. So you mentioned you were just starting with yoga right before you moved. Mm -hmm. So that was still pretty fresh. Yeah. And then pick it up and move it somewhere. Was that part of the... Yeah. I had gotten certified to teach yoga from, it was actually a Christian foundation. Mm -hmm. um, And I know that's kind of a hot topic (laughs) uh, in itself. And I'd be happy to chat about that. But I had gotten certified, I guess, about 18 months before I moved. And through that 18 months, God not only gave us a space to practice from, but we also saw, I believe, nine or 10 teachers come into their own leadership to teach yoga and using like their faith and Mm. fitness and putting it all together and to see even just from those amazing people, what they've been able to do in Tulsa Mm. since then is, it's so awesome. And it feels like one of those times where it's like, why even give me this stuff if you're just going to take it away? Right. Mm. Like, cause that's like my scarcity mentality or Mm. like my not enough, whatever. Mm -hmm. But like when I look at even just my little part, that 18 months of saying yes to having a space where it was just a Christ-centered yoga and fitness center, what's been done after that is so incredibly Mm. awesome. So it's not all for nothing. And so then I moved to this town. I think we have like, I don't know, maybe 6,000 people. I could be wrong. I think when we moved there, it was like five or 6,000 people. Like it may in be the different town. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the whole town. Mm-hmm. So it's, Which it's a very... Which you're not too far away. You're kind of between Oklahoma City and Tulsa. Yeah. So you can get to other big cities pretty exactly. quick. Exactly. So I'm, an, I'm literally an hour from both, mm-hmm. just opposite directions. And so we moved there. Very small town. Obviously, everybody knows everybody except me. I feel like there's that many people in our kids' elementary school. Oh, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's, so small. it's small. It's everybody really does know everybody. Huh. And so, of course, like I get there and I'm like so excited because, you know, I'm like, I'm going to start teaching yoga in a new place. And it was like crickets. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah. hold on, what? Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? And people are like, what's yoga? Are you allowed to do, you know? And so like it started to bring up some questions mm-hmm. like here is this family that moved in to lead in this church. And now they're doing yoga, which there's nothing out there that is pagans. (laughs) So real quick, for real, make the distinction for us. Because I think, you know, some people will say, oh, doesn't that have its roots in pagan practices? You know, which I know we've talked about, like Christmas and the Enneagram and how God can redeem anything. But just give us a little. Yeah. So when this comes up for us, because we do, we have an online (laughs) ChristiansDoYoga.com. Like this is something that we do. And how we answer that question is, Yoga, the word yoga literally translates to yoke or Mm -hmm. to join. It means to join. Mm -hmm. And the traditional word of the sense is to join the breath and movement. Mm -hmm. Well, there's nothing spiritual about that. When it becomes spiritual, and this is why many faiths, including my own, like as a Christian, this is part of my worship practice, have taken this on because it's very powerful when you connect the mind to the body. Mm. And so the word yoga literally just means to move and breathe. So if you take a breath and you've been down to tie your shoes, you just did yoga. Okay. So like, <laughs> let's just put that out there. So where it gets sticky is like Hindus, I think were the very beginning faith to take on yoga as their spiritual practice. So of course, if you go look it up, you're going to start seeing all of this, but 
the word yoga itself just means to move mm-hmm. and breathe or to yoke the movement and, and the, the breath. talks a lot about breath and meditation mm-hmm. and being still and yeah. knowing mm-hmm. that he's God. So, yeah. you know, I love it. You yeah. want to get a little bendy in the meantime. Get a little bendy in the meantime. <laughs> and well, and then there's the whole, like just the physiological things that yes. happen when you're actually moving your body and you're, you're moving, you're breathing and everything's just starting to flow. You're starting mm. to feel your, you know, endorphins increase and all of that, like just the the Exercise. physical part yeah. Of it, yeah, can be really powerful, mm-hmm. like faith aside. So for me, it just means to yoke. What am I yoking to? I'm yoking my breath to my movement. And a lot of times uh, when it is my prayer time or my spiritual practice, or sometimes I don't have the words, so I only have my breath. Mm. I am yoking it to my to my faith, to mm. the word, to maybe a song. Yeah. Um, so that is what it means. And I do, it's one of those things where you kind of have to find that peace within yourself. Sure. You're going to decide, like, I think God is good enough that if this is not for someone, he'll let him know right then. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. I've been in, I've been in places, yoga and not where I felt like, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. So, sure. sure. So, yeah. So, some people had questions, but yeah. you were there to stay. So, yeah. And what's really cool is it took some time, but I just kept showing up and kept showing up when nobody was showing up. And then I got to a point where, like, I had a, a really consistent group of people showing up. And then again, some uproar started happening about, like, well, this shouldn't be happening. And then what was really cool is I said nothing the whole time. Like I said nothing because I was feeling pretty bruised um, because it was coming from people from the faith community. And that's really hard as somebody. I'm like, this is my ministry. This is what I do. Like I get to see people come to the mat that will never come to a pew Mm. ever, ever. And and Mm -hmm. I get to sit with them and I get to pray with them or at least just give them a place to take off the crushing weight of Mm. the world. And until you've been a part of that, like it's really hard to imagine that that could be a thing. When people experienced it or heard you out, did it totally change their mentality? Absolutely. Uh, Well, the people who wanted to, yes. And so what was cool is once I kind of found my tribe, if you will, just the people who were like, oh, this is something fresh. Like it's not church. It's Mm -hmm. not, I don't have to do anything. I I literally just get to wear yoga pants and go and do yoga, go exercise. I don't have to talk to anybody. And when all of that started happening, um, they started speaking up and mm-hmm. it was really cool because I just felt like God like put his hand on my shoulder. He's like, just be still. I got this. It. Mm-hmm. And it gave them a moment to say, you know what? This has been one of the most, you know, just to see, I like, I still get some of those memories pop up in mm-hmm. my Facebook feed. And I'm like, thank you, God. And I actually screenshotted some like from a while back so that when that stuff happens, I can go back and be like, no. God, I know that you brought me here. I know that you gave me this space. I know that you led me to these people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm not going to question who I am in you. And I think mm-hmm. that's a huge part of my message, even when I'm speaking uh, to anybody. But you have to know who you are in Christ. Like, as someone who does Christian yoga specifically, I get it from both sides. Like, I have the Christians who are like hating on me, and then I have the traditional yogis and and people who come from like Eastern practices, they're hating on me. And so it's like, (laughs) that's why you just got to pick your lane that you feel led to be in in because you're going to get it either way. And Mm -hmm. until you know who you are, you don't know what to do. And I think that Mm -hmm. when we don't know what to do, that's when we become apathetic. We become paralyzed. We allow the the thoughts to just control our actions. Mm -hmm. And so Anyways, that was just a really cool way of God saying, I've got this. And that was another moment where he really showed his, I don't know what the right word is, but like his withness. Like I felt like I wasn't alone, Mm. you know, like I didn't have to say anything for myself, even though it was coming at me. It was almost like through them, he was able to minister that Mm. withness of himself to me. So it was really cool. As someone who can struggle with indecision or (laughs) if there is tension, just be like, ah like getting paralyzed and just fine. I'll just back up. Right. Mm-hmm. I think what you were talking about is so important is just like knowing, well, he has called me to this and I'm going to do my very best to honor him. And of course I'm not going to be perfect and nothing's going to be perfect. But if we just keep seeking him and keep honoring him, then we can keep going mm-hmm. knowing that he's got me. Yeah. Well, and you probably don't have to be a, a type eight to enjoy some of the kickback. Like that makes me sound like I want people to hate me. I don't. But I mean, there's a lot of times in the Bible, there's a lot of times that if there isn't some heat on you, you're not right. going the right way. So yeah. sometimes you, that's like part of the charm is, yeah. oh, okay, okay, this matters. Mm-hmm. It's true because you do feel like if there's not some resistance, am I getting stronger? Right. Mm-hmm. So there is that piece, but then like the seven side of me is like, I am allergic to discomfort. <laughs> this is uncomfortable. <laughs> like, this is uncomfortable. Get me out of here. And so I feel like those two work really 
really well together. So I'm like, well, I don't even know if we're going the right direction. We're just going to run. Gonna That's <laughs> right. Well, God can invade all the spaces. It's so true. And I don't know why sometimes we like to put him in different categories right. yeah. and boxes and stuff. You stay there. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to do this now. Yeah. Yeah. Those so, are huge. I'll let boxes. you know when I need you. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to run. You just turn on that GPS and reroute me whenever you need to. Yeah. Because I don't want to stay good. here any longer than I have to. Yeah. And I'm not, again, <laughs> saying that we can't take correction whenever mm-hmm. needed because there are mm-hmm. times that we need to humble ourselves. Absolutely. But sometimes when we know, man, I'm following Jesus and I'm doing what I feel called yeah. to, you just got to keep, keep on. Just keep moving. Yeah. Okay. So you've talked a whole lot about health and fitness and you're clearly passionate about it. Where did this come from? Oh man. Okay. So you know how like that saying like you are, it is a loaded question. (laughs) You are who you are because of, or in spite of Mm -hmm. what you know or have grown up with. Um, I feel like it was both for me. So I um, have seen the benefits of leading a healthy lifestyle Mm. from family members that are just like so incredibly healthy, always taking care of themselves. And they role modeled that to me. And Mm. I've also I have loss from from those who didn't know how to take care of themselves. Mm. And I actually lost my mom at the beginning of this year, 2021. Um, and that was one of mm. the like most sobering moments mm-hmm. for me. And as God started to kind of take me back through just my childhood and just some of those memories, I remember her saying to me one time, it was a couple years ago, she said, I wish... I had known what you are teaching and and what you know now mm. when I was your age. And at the time, I didn't really think anything of it. I think she was just saying, like, I'm really proud of you for taking care of yourself and doing these things and, you know, like really living this out mm. fully and not just making it something you do, but like expressing it to the world. Like she, we were having that conversation and mm-hmm. she said that and I didn't think much of it then. But it was almost like God brought me back to that when I was asking him, because at the first of this year, I just kind of stripped everything away. Again, mm-hmm. I felt like mm-hmm. I was just naked again, like just, mm-hmm. okay, we're back to the drawing board. And I feel like, all right, God, what is it that you're calling me to specifically? Like, I can't carry around all the little fun mm-hmm. things that I want to do right now because I don't have the capacity to do that. Mm-hmm. What is it? And it's like he brought me back to that conversation, almost vivid, like almost like visually, I could mm-hmm. I could remember where it happened and, and how it happened. And I just thought, that's it. Like, I want to teach people not just how to get stronger or how to look great in a swimsuit. Like, you will never hear me say, it's swimsuit season, girls. Like, I'll never leave. I'll never <laughs> leave you to do something I want you to do based off your insecurities. But I remember him just bringing that to me and like clarifying. It became so clear. You're passionate about healthy living, not necessarily looking a certain way or making sure you can run fast enough or do whatever. Like that stuff is fun. It's it's whatever, but like it's living a lifestyle that's worth living and not just living to exist. Mm. Like I never want to live a single day just to exist. Like Mm -hmm. I don't. And to see somebody and so many people just existing and just getting by because they don't have the proper tools and like they don't feel safe enough or they feel so ashamed of how far they've let themselves go or they just don't know any better Mm -hmm. that what you put in your mind actually comes out in your daily life. They don't understand that it all starts in your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like what happens up here is going to be expressed in our everyday action. Absolutely. And coming back to that conversation, I was like, this is it. Like I want to help people live well, not Mm. just live fit or live strong. Like I want them to live well in their minds and their bodies and in their hearts, like all of it. Which is a very biblical principle. Mm -hmm. I mean, he says life to the fullest, which is a pretty blunt way to say. Yes, absolutely. Right. And I think obviously we shouldn't ignore the care of our bodies. Like Mm -hmm. we should very much take care of it and we also shouldn't idolize it. So I love that you're talking about being healthy and living Mm -hmm. well. You know, we Mm -hmm. try not to say the words fat and skinny with our kids, but just healthy. Like we want to be healthy. We want to eat the food that God's given us that Mm -hmm. nourishes our body. So I think that's really important. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. It's just about daily habits. I, I like to say, better choices most of the time. Mm. And like you know what I mean? Like, like it's that not all or nothing. Right. And I felt like that's what God was saying. He's like, you already do this. You're just not talking about the other mm-hmm. side of it. So like for me, everybody knew me as like the yoga girl, or I also teach bar and pio and a boot camp and stuff like that. But like, they just know me as like the fitness girl. Mm-hmm. Well, 
now I want to be more influential in the holistic picture Mm -hmm. of what does it look like for your mind? Like, what does mind health look like? You know, what does habit health look like, Mm -hmm. you know, and really breaking that down with people. And you're so good about including scripture and bringing Mm -hmm. it back to like biblically grounded stuff. Yeah. So as you're saying this, you know, when you're talking about the mind, like Mm -hmm. taking your your thoughts Thoughts captive, captive. taking those lies captive. I know you're really big on talking about the lies that our enemy tries to throw at us and going like, "Uh uh-uh, no, that's actually not correct. Yeah, I did um, a workshop with a group of young girls not too long ago, and I had them close their eyes and I like did this like imagery, of course, like this just to say like, the things you think are so powerful that your Mm -hmm. physical body will have a reaction to it. So I was like, pretend you're holding a lemon, you can feel the lemon, it's cold. And now you cut the lemon open and you feel the juice like running down your hand, you know, did the whole visualization. I'm like, now take a bite of it. And I was watching as they did it because their eyes were all closed and they were all like, Makes you mm-hmm. like, yeah, it does. And I said, so your body just had a physical reaction to something that doesn't exist. Wow. That's right. So your thoughts are equally as important. So what comes into your mind, you can't always control, but you can control what happens after it comes into your mind. Mm-hmm. And I gave them some affirmations and I made them fill in their own. And they were all biblical. They all had a, you know, a scripture with it. And just, I said, put these everywhere, like cut them up, put them on sticky notes, put them in your car, put them everywhere. And when you take a bite out of that lemon and you become conscious of that thought, you're going to replace it with one of these. No, I am chosen. Like I'm not rejected mm-hmm. because God has made space for me. I am forgiven because I'm not what I did. We also did like another challenge where before that I had them write down things they say about themselves and I wrote them Mm. on the wall, Mm. like just wrote them on the mirror, everything that they said about themselves. And so that's when we kind of brought it all together. So absolutely. Yeah. And we've heard this our entire life, like Mm -hmm. take your thoughts captive, take them captive. What do I do with them when I have them? Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the action piece comes in. That's when you say um, something I tell myself is I'm a bad mom or something I don't tell myself, something I hear a lot is I'm a bad mom because I'm not the most nurturing. You hear a lot I'm from not. your own thoughts or from someone else saying it? No, just like my own thoughts. Okay. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, who is I'm this like, person? Who is going to defend you? <laughs> right. No, something I hear a lot just in my mind is, you know, you're a bad mom because you're not as interested in the momery things. Like I'm not, I'm really not. And I always tell my kids, teachers, I'm like, look, I will fund anything you need. I will teach you all the yoga you want. I will send you to the spa. I will not show up and serve cupcakes at four o'clock on a You don't want Friday. to laminate stuff? I'm not. And <laughs> praise God for the women who do. Amen. Because I am so blessed by them. Mm, amen. I am just not them. And I, I struggle with that sometimes. So that's a thought that I, I have a lot. But I know for women a lot, they probably struggle more with like physical things, like, um, especially as we get a little older, like after we have kids and, yeah. you know, our bodies are changing and all of that. It's like, what does this look like on a day-to-day yeah. basis? Cause we even talking about our bodies can trigger guilt or shame Absolutely. or embarrassment mm-hmm. or especially if there's trauma feelings. involved. Totally. Yeah. And it's so personal. It is personal. And that's another thing I love about being able to lead from the mat. Like a lot of times, not as much lately. Uh, my, my classes are pretty cool, but I try to make sure I touch each student mm. at some point in the class. Usually at the end, I'll make sure I go around and I'll like rub their temples and put like some lavender oil on them or whatever. And that's always an opportunity for me just to pray for them. But a lot of times when I go over to them, the second I just barely put my hands on them, it's almost like they don't have to carry it all by themselves anymore. Mm. And I'll physically feel what they're feeling, mm. and even if I don't know what it is, and they'll just break. And it's just such a cool opportunity that I wouldn't get like in a church no. or at a coffee shop no. with a friend or, you know, where it's just, it's so personal and it's not even something I even know anything about. And so mm-hmm. having those opportunities to do that, it's like, it's so great. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus himself said, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, Mm -hmm. soul, mind, and strength, right? Mm -hmm. And so it is so holistic. And there's a quote often attributed to C.S. Lewis, but I think maybe he's not the one who said it. I think it was someone else. But regardless, there's the fake attribution. (laughs) It says, you don't have a soul. You are a soul. You have a body. And I've always Mm -hmm. really liked that. But Mm -hmm. now that I'm, you know, a little bit older and wiser, I'd actually argue that it's both. Like God created this body Mm -hmm. and he called it good and he created Mm -hmm. our soul and he called Mm -hmm. it good. And and once this world passes away, we're not going to just be like a spirit, bodiless spirit floating around right. on the cloud. We're going to have a resurrected body that, mm-hmm. that eats and feasts mm-hmm. and moves. And, you know, so I think we very much are all of the above. Yeah. I love that scripture. I'm so glad you brought it up. It was one of like the anchor scriptures when I was going through my training of what this looks like, like love God with your body, with mm-hmm. your heart, with mm-hmm. your mind. Like yeah. it's all of it. It's literally our entire being. Mm-hmm. So I love that. That's a, such a great reference too. Yeah. So we've 
covered a whole lot of the messy stuff and all the amazing passionate projects you've had coming out of that. What would you say are the biggest highlights now? Like what is it that you're moving towards that your perspective has changed on? Yeah. So I, I think my biggest takeaways are really like not to lean to my own understanding because mm-hmm. multiple times, even just in this last couple of years, um, but really over my life, God has constantly called me into the unknown. Mm-hmm. And um, just like I Elsa. want to know. I know. Like, did you start singing that in your head? Because I did. I did. I did. I like, totally, not helpful. Like, did you see me pause? I'm like, move. Keep moving. I was just about to start talking. singing into the unknown. And then I was like, wait. I totally just got Y'all, like, we're adult women who all just stumbled over an Elsa line. Well, Kristen does have an Elsa brain right now. I'm the Elsa line. And we're back. <laughs> into the uh, where where else did you go the darkness the wilderness that's probably another song which is still the unknown <laughs> by the way still the unknown <laughs> it's all the unknown the where unknown. else are we going so i think i've learned uh, just to not trust what i see and what mm-hmm. i know because mm-hmm. i think i've even said this to you before jen like i am so quick to bow at the altar of knowledge and worship there because i want to know mm-hmm. more than i want God. Like, I want to mm. know what comes next and then I'll make my decision. Girl, I want to know and, too. Right? <laughs> it's so right? hard. And so I think through this season, it has really taught me to not trust just what I can see, but mm. to trust beyond that because I'm pretty capable on my own. I'm like, all right, cool. Y'all ain't going to do it. Let's go. I got this. Like, I'll find some more people. And I feel like by God saying, you know what, I'm going to take all of it mm. and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you who you really are and who I've really created you to be. And you're going Mm. to uh, lean deeper into your faith, not onto your own understanding and your own strengths. Mm. And so it's really cool because I'm like way cooler when God is behind it. And I'm not just trying to like do it myself. Right. Yeah. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I think that that one is really big. And then I think continuing to fight for your, your purpose and identity. And I know that's such a loaded, like your purpose-driven life. Mm. Like everybody (laughs) wants to know their purpose. But for me, my purpose isn't one thing or one place. Mm, My purpose is ultimately to help people either avoid or get through something that I've been through. Mm. So when I look at my fitness journey in particular, and then the reason I'm so passionate about it is because there's a pain attached to that. Mm. I've lost people in my life who didn't know how to live well, mentally, physically, uh, you know, emotionally, all of those things I've lost people or any other thing that I'm really passionate about. Like there's some kind of pain attached to that. And so how can I use that? That's where my purpose comes from. It's not, should I go here or should I do this? It's who do you have for me and how can I use what I've been through, mm-hmm. um, based on who you've called me to be. And like, just continuing to fight for that identity because the world will come at you like a fire hydrant telling you who you are or who who you think you should be. What it's supposed to look like. Yeah. What it's supposed to look like. And for me, and maybe it's just my personality type, maybe other people are like, cool, got it, God. But I'm like, I feel like I just layer up, layer up, layer up, layer up. My God's like, whoop, mm-hmm. and just strips it all so that he can come back and just say, hey, remember who I've called you to be. Like, mm-hmm. I'm having like some Simba vibes, right? <laughs> remember who you are. You are my. You are my son. <laughs> Okay. It's a real so Disney we, we, podcast. We So that's going to be my, like kind of my mm, just encouragement to anyone listening. That's like, look, I'm not really into fitness or cool, whatever it is, like just going back to that place mm-hmm. where you feel like God wrecked you, use that and really sit with that identity part of that's who so he's made good. you to be. Well, and I feel like you're saying that basically God can, I mean, truly not just in a cliche way, but he can truly like take that pain mm-hmm. and repackage it and use it for his purposes. So that's powerful. That's, it is. It really is. All right, man, resources. We resources. love to ask about resources and I know you have some good ones. So tell us what you love and what everyone else needs to I know. know. I have, okay. So I am, if you guys have ever done like the strength finder, like mm-hmm. one of my top strengths was input. Input's so mine. I know. I know. Like we were like in, we're input junkies. We're information hoarders. Yes. So <laughs> not really going to do anything with it. I just want the information. So I was like, okay, just, just five girl. Just stick with Listen, five. The other night we were laying in bed or I was laying in bed and Derek was like getting ready for bed and I was looking at my phone and he's like, what are you reading? Like the Jerusalem post. And it was something similar to that. So just one of my input buttons. It really is. Like sometimes I just 
need to know. Like, I'm not going to do anything with the information. It's just neutral information. I just want to know. It's going to sit there. Yeah. It's going to get inside. Right. My it's husband's helpful. more of a learner. Like, he wants to learn things so he can do. But, like, for me, I'm like, no, I just want to know. Hmm. Well, what I want to do is I want to know so I can tell somebody else about it. There you go. Like, so I'm like, here, I'd here, here. I'd be guilty of that one. Yeah. Well, tell us about yeah. your resources. Okay. All right. So uh, when you were asking me about, like, you know, these resources, I was like, ooh, what's the one resource that I go to? the most, and especially the one I'm in the most need. The book of Psalms is mm-hmm. just it for me. Um, I love David's heart. If you want to talk about like messy, he exudes messy. And I love just the redemption in his relationship with God and just the back and the forth, just the rawness mm-hmm. of just his heart, like all of his stories. So I, I constantly go to Psalms, especially when I'm in those seasons of like, Um, I I think I've read all of them. I can just open any of them and just feel like it's Mm -hmm. just water pouring into my heart. So some other things, um, of course, the messy table, duh. (laughs) Like we got to put that one on blast. But some other ones that I really like, um, Craig Groeschel Leadership Podcast Uh, is really, really awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that they're just quick bursts, like 20 minutes while I'm on the stairs. And I like, I literally leave feeling like I have points like mm-hmm. okay I have something to work on so I really like a call and response type thing where it's like I'm telling you to do something and then I do it yeah <laughs> like, I like that I like that back and forth I can see that in yeah. you yeah okay. you're an activator yes I am strategy is my top strength activator is like the second okay. like I'll activate it but it may not get smashed <laughs> I remember sometimes project starting that's what I get accused of yes. <laughs> all together. both of you mm-hmm. and sometimes you both I tell you something you're like all right we'll do this next and I'm like I don't want to I <laughs> want to overthink about it for the next five years <laughs> you just came to conclusion why are you not already <laughs> doing it yeah that's right. what our brains are like i've already made the choice and i, I already strategized it for <laughs> you so. done. Stuck. <laughs> but i do i like feeling like i've received some information and i now feel more empowered to go and do something with it yeah. right like to me that's like freedom whenever it's like oh i got the empowerment to do this so i love craig Rochelle's leadership mm-hmm. podcast um one podcast that i really like to listen to um because he does still have that kind of call and response, but it's just his weekend sermons is Levi Lusco. I love Fresh Life. Mm-hmm. And there was one specific series and I have tried to look for it on the internet since then to send it to people because, you know, I'm like uh, input, <laughs> you know, like trying Did to you find it. I couldn't find it. So I'll have to go look. I think it was called Creatures of Habit. Mm. And it was very much along the line of habits and just from a biblical. And I feel like that was really right when I was moving into like the fitness industry. And it just clicked for me of like how it's so integrated. That was before I even became a yoga teacher. So it was four or five years ago. Mm-hmm creature of habit or creatures of habit. And I think it was three or four parts. We'll find it. We'll link it. Get it down. Yes. Anything by him. I just love the way he, he does. He kind of throws it out there and it's like, grab it and do something with it. And yeah. I like that instead Jenny's of just on like, the podcast, their story is really? amazing. Yes. Yes. Yeah, oh, their story is incredible. Um, the one that's kind of a tangible that I really liked, her name's Dr. Caroline Leaf. Mm-hmm. And she is, I don't know if I'll get this right, but I think she's a neuroscientist. Sounds so she's great. like a brain. She's a brain she doctor. She knows stuff about brains. She knows some stuff about <laughs> the brain, but she's also a Christian. And it blows my mind I how like she... Craig's quoted her before. I think he's quoted her. And I believe she was on Stephen Verdict's. He had her on like there. Okay. And so that's where I saw her. Was so she knows stuff about brains and God. Oh my gosh. And it <laughs> blows my my five part of my brain because I'm like, yes, this makes sense. And so it's really bringing in like the faith, but also like the understanding and like the tactical and practical, like the series that I went through with my life group, actually this the January, it was last year. It's a four part series. It's called how to detox your brain. Mm -hmm. And she's got a podcast and she's Mm -hmm. got, I think it's called cleaning up the mental clutter. I think is the name of her podcast. Um, those are all really, really informative. Again, just tangible, like, like I can do something with this, but also like there's the faith aspect of it as well. So what's the main focus as far as what are you detoxing? Are you detoxing from like food and chemicals or she are you detoxing from like negative it. thoughts yeah and so she talks a lot about food she talks a lot about your thoughts she talks a lot about um That's even good. like emotions and past. i mean like it's really good so her podcasts are really cool she interviews like doctors and scientists from all over the place and so Man, lots of people a, who know stuff i know Amazing. i love it so those are the ones that really came to mind um when i was thinking through like who are some of the like really influential people that have helped me kind of click together mm-hmm. where i belong in my calling my lane awesome those are some yeah Okay, well, I think we've covered a whole lot of your cool stuff. What is the final encouragement you would give to someone or maybe call to action? 
I mean, you know, it's your thing. Right. It is my thing. Okay. So um, I think my encouragement or my reminders of truth would be just to remember who you are. Mm. You are the salt um, and the light of the world. And what I love Mm. about salt, I'm sure you have studied it, but like salt is not only adds flavor, but it's also healing. It's a healing. Mm -hmm. They use it as a healing agent. And we are called to be the light in the darkness and healing to the broken and just there's nothing more fulfilling than using the gifts that God has given you mm. and helping those around you and leading them all towards him, you mm. know? Um, so just remember that you are called, you are made for brave things. Mm-hmm. Um, something I like to challenge, like when I'm working with people, either one-to-one or in a group setting or whatever, I like to challenge them, do something scary today. Mm. Like, let me tell you what I did scary today. This. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so if you're not regularly doing something that scares you like are you even living Mm. because even fear at least activates some kind of emotion in our apathetic numbness if we get jesus talks about being lukewarm he doesn't like it absolutely right and so do something brave every single day like just make it a habit like Mm. what can i do today if you work for yourself maybe it's making that phone call or asking that person to a lunch to talk to him about a business or maybe it's going live on social media and telling your story maybe it is saying yes to what whatever it is so it's like saying no sometimes that's saying no is brave yes it is yeah yes it is so just getting in the habit of doing brave things every day because we were made for brave things um some other things just as a quick reminder is speak kindly to yourself like this is really important we talked about just the power of words and the power of thoughts if you wouldn't look at Jen Jewel and tell her the things that you're saying to yourself, mm. don't say them to yourself. Mm. If you wouldn't look at somebody that you love, if you wouldn't look at your daughter or your child and say those things to them, oh, girl. stop mm. saying them to mm. yourself because it's, it's in, I know. Listen, that's <laughs> a whole word because what <laughs> messages are we sending to our daughters? I know. For real. I know. I actually, one of the quotes, did you see what I wrote at the very bottom down here? It's just kind of like a side note. It says, a woman who radiates with self-love and self-acceptance vaccinates her daughter against low self-esteem and unworthiness. Mm. But that starts with us. Mm -hmm. That starts with what I believe and my thoughts to be true. And does that align with what God says about me? Mm -hmm. So it really does go back to what are you allowing yourself to believe? What are you allowing yourself to speak over yourself, whether it's verbal or not? And then how is that affecting those that we directly influence? So speak kindly to yourself. So if it means writing, here's another takeaway, (laughs) write down five things. I am a good mom. Like I'm a good mom. I just don't look the way most moms look and that's okay. Like Mm -hmm. I don't need to, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I am a good wife. I am a child of God. I am made for brave things. I'm gifted to give. These are some of the things I tell myself every single day. Mm -hmm. I even have it recorded on my phone. So if I'm driving and I like just need to hear it or whatever, I just like put it up to, it's my voice telling me these things. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, take action. Don't just like, not going to think about that. No, yeah. come against it. Like fight against it. That's find good. that freedom yeah, in your mind. Got to fight. You know, some women will be like, well, I don't really feel like I can come up with that many things that are great about me Two, right now. One. But start with <laughs> what God says about Absolutely. you because right. that's already a really long laundry list it of is. how he feels about you and how he's wired you and how mm-hmm. he's designed you and things that he has just instilled in you. So start there Absolutely. and then maybe some things will be triggered. And you yeah. can't argue with his list. You can't. So start there. Or, or if you have to, like, I think the first place to start in that sense is uh, what are you believing about yourself? Just get honest with what you're saying about. I'm fat. I'm ugly. I'm too old. I'll never do this. Whatever you're already saying about yourself, write that down and then show it to me or show it to your best Mm -hmm. friend and let them make some words up about you if you Mm -hmm. can't because they can see the truth in you. Yep. Like sometimes we just can't see it for ourselves. So mm-hmm. what does that look like? And then write those on your mirror and say them over yourself every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the last things I wanted to say is to always use your pain for purpose. And I know we kind of covered this, but like we serve a God of restoration, of redemption. And he will mm-hmm. absolutely, if we will let him, if we will open handily, hold that pain out to him, which means we have to allow it to surface. We can't keep it hidden. If we will hold that out to him, he will use it for good. And there's nothing more healing than seeing God work through the pain that has been brought to you. Mm-hmm. Like we all are going to suffer pain. Mm-hmm. And so it's like when we do, there's nothing more fulfilling and more purpose-filled than when you can see it made a difference in someone else's life. Mm-hmm. It was not for nothing. Yep. Nothing wasted. Um, so the very, very last thing I wanted to share with you, this is a quote that, again, it's just one of those. I have it pinned up. I have it, you know, I've had it as my screensaver and all of that. It was actually at my yoga training 
Um, we went on a retreat. We were actually in like an arm balance workshop. It was like an optional class. And it was kind of like, if you want to do that, I love like doing all these crazy like poses, like upside down, all that. Like it's so much fun for me. So there were not very many people in this class because it was just an optional thing. So anyways, (laughs) we were in there and the teacher read this quote and I'd never heard this quote before. Maybe you guys have heard it like a thousand times, but for whatever reason in this random workshop that I wasn't even supposed to be at, like I just broke like Mm. of all of the like emotional, like we had worship services and prayer, you know, all this stuff. But like this one random workshop, I felt like God just broke me and showed me this. And this is kind of the space that I now live from. And um, I just want to leave you with this. It is by Marian Williamson. And she says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. And it's our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. We ask God, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, or fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? Because you're a child of God and you're playing small does not serve the world. And there's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that's within us. And it's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. Mm. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. That's good. That is good. So good. I'm like, just remember, you are made for big, beautiful, brave, and bold things. Mm. Yay. Thank you, Kristen. You're welcome. Thank You're you. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you for being here. For having me. Awesome. It's so fun. Well, as always, all of the resources mentioned are linked in the conversation notes. Plus, don't forget, you can subscribe for free wherever you like to stream. And you can join our email list and you can find us on Instagram at the messy table podcast. And guys, it seriously means so much when you text these episodes to a friend or share them on social media, because it truly helps others find these meaningful stories of hope. And finally, as you head back into your world and into your week, remember, yes, life is messy, but God is at work in your mess.